Support for Rivet comes from COSI. Don't let your curiosity go extinct. From towering dinosaurs to hidden ocean dwellers, COSI brings the fascinating and often mysterious world of science to life. Learn more at COSI.org. Looking back and seeing how absolutely deadened and miserable we were doing what we were doing, and now it's a drastic shift. I can't imagine going back to that. Absolutely. Like, we didn't think originally that we could do something like this, and now looking back, we're like, how could we have not done this? Like, this is amazing, and we're so much better off. Hey everyone, hope you're all doing better than ever. It's been almost two years since we started Rivet, a podcast about different ways of getting to good jobs, pathways outside of a four-year degree. If you've been paying attention, unemployment rates are way down across the country, and that's especially true here in central Ohio at a little over 3%. But the unemployment rate for 16 to 24-year-olds is much higher than that, at about 11%. Just because people have a job doesn't mean they've found the right job. With 270,000 open jobs in our region, the demand for skilled workers is high. So here at Rivet, we're trying to connect individuals to all those opportunities. This project came about as part of a grant, American Graduate Getting to Work. For the final episode of season two, we thought it would be a great idea to follow up with some of the folks we met last year. I'm joined here by another member of the Rivet team, WOSU digital media producer, Michael DeBonis. Hey, Michael. Hello, Leticia. So today we're going to look directly at some of those jobs and the young people that we met in season one to find out where they are now a year later. Why don't we start with the beginning, our very first episode that profiled Erica Miller. You guys might remember Erica knew she wanted to work with machines and she had heard about some interesting two-year degree programs but her guidance counselor really wasn't on board and was trying to convince her of a more traditional route. We had one counselor that kept pushing for a four-year college, no matter what you went to talk to her about four-year college. And then she tried to steer me more towards a teaching role because women should be teachers or secretaries or... Is this something she told you or something you were like, okay, this is what you're implying? The more I talked to her, the more that that was pretty much where, because she kept pushing me towards, well, maybe you should be a math teacher or an art teacher or, no, <laughs> that's not where my interest is, so. I really think this episode gets to the heart of a lot of the stigmas we found throughout this podcast, and this is the fact that guidance counselors, parents, and other adults have this idea that a four-year degree is the best way to get ahead which is sometimes true in some cases for some professions, but it wasn't the case for Erica, who knew she wanted to work as a technician. That's right. You know, Erica, she didn't take her counselor's advice. She went out on her own. She graduated from a program at Columbus State in electromechanical engineering and then was able to get placement at Stanley Electric. She got a job as a technician where she works on fixing the machines that make headlights and taillights for car companies like Honda. Almost exactly a year later, Leticia, you drove back out to Stanley Electric and checked in with her. So tell us, how is she doing? Yeah, Michael, well, you and I visited her that first time when we went out there to London, Ohio, and we went back. She's doing great. This is sort of that stigma-busting moment where people think of these jobs as sort of dead-end careers, but there's a lot of movement there. And Erica, she's moving up the ranks at Stanley. 
I got a promotion, so I'm now a Tech 2 instead of a Tech 1. Technician 1 is a lot of figuring out what's going on, and then Technician 2, you pretty much have a good idea of what's going on, and then you're training the Tech 1s and helping them out as they need it, and then it just progresses up the line. The new title comes with a raise, too. Technician 1s, which is what Erica was, make around $45,000 a year. Tech 2s make around $50,000 a year. So there's five tech levels in total, and Erica has a chance to move up the ladder even further. Each step up is an additional $5,000 compensation. One thing that struck me, too, is Erica is never bored at this job, and she's had it for over a year. No day is ever the same. You know, you come into different issues, you come into different problems, and working through those and figuring out how to solve them is really fun. So here's an example of upward mobility within these types of jobs. Like you were just saying, you know, with factory work, you don't think about that all the time. And it's just great to know that Erica not only finds her work interesting and challenging, but she's climbing that ladder. Yes, and I feel like that was a big theme for last season. There are pathways that can get you into careers that allow for growth. And focusing more specifically on two-year degrees and community colleges, we wanted to show that they lead to more opportunities, not less. Right. So I remember one episode from last season that was not only about careers, but about a special best friendship that happened at one job. Yeah, you mean Amanda Wisniewski and Caitlin Wingfield. Right. They both were working together at this entry-level job that didn't really have a lot of opportunities to move up. They were only making around $10 an hour. And then one day, Amanda met someone at her job, and that changed everything for her. He was the exact same age as me. He had gotten out of the Marines, and he had this cush job. He was brilliant. He was young. He would come in and save the day. And I was like, what am I doing? I could be making this kind of money and have this freaking astounding job. I'm definitely doing it wrong. So I actually applied for his company and they turned me down because I didn't have the education they were looking for, even though I had the experience with their software, their machine and everything. So that was the catalyst. Like, okay, fine, I'll go to school, I'll get the degree and I will get that job. Fun fact, Caitlin and Amanda both went through the same Columbus State program as Erica, their friends after all. The program involved on-the-job experience and, as Caitlin says, doing the thing. So give us the update. Did they finish the program and move on to a new job? Yes, they're graduated and working as technicians at a new company. If you remember back to their episode, they really love Harry Potter. So when I most recently met with them, they just competed in a Harry Potter trivia night a few days before. Now Amanda and Caitlin say they finally have the time to enjoy life. We are so much happier than we were when we met. Yes, not angry and stressed out and tired because we worked third shift, so it's a lot better. (laughs) Amanda says that their lives have totally changed with this degree. They're making around $20 an hour now. It's a solid $10 raise from where they were before the program. The dynamics completely changed. Before you have experience in this degree and everything, you kind of go in and hope you'll get picked and maybe you'll get lucky, but now you have something to show. You're going to be an asset to that company. You're going to, to to be somebody thereafter. And it's it completely changes everything when you're interviewing and when you're thinking about it. Wow, what a big change for them. That's so cool. 
So let's move on. Another thing we wanted to cover when we started working on the podcast was just the idea of starting work in the first place. And I remember last season's episode that focused on just the challenge of getting that first job. You talked with Deshaun Hodge, whose mom signed him up for a summer work program through Boys and Girls Club Columbus. And that first day was a sort of rough one for him. When my mom signed me up, I got kind of scared. The first day I wasn't gonna come back because I didn't know how to do nothing. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to like work with kids. I, I'd be scared to yell at kids because they would come back and yell at you. That's kind of creepy. Oh yeah, the creepy kids. So this episode was one of my favorites. Deshaun's like one of the funniest interviewees I've ever met. So I talked with him right before he went back to school a year after his first experience. He was still working with kids at the Reeb Center. He had liked it so much that first year that he decided to do it again. This year, the kids don't even creep him out. And forgive the audio here. We met when the Boys and Girls Club he worked at was teaming with students. The kids, the kids this year, no problem. Like, they like little brothers and sisters. I'll be here every year until I'm not allowed to come back. Why is that? What keeps you coming back? The kids, they fun. You just told me you didn't like kids. I know I don't like kids. It's just like I like being around kids that I can give back. It's like not having my own kids, like kids I can spend time with, but I can give them back. (laughs) So he got over those first day jitters, and that episode was all about soft skills or interpersonal skills that you learn on the job, stuff that you don't always think about when you're thinking about getting hired. And it sounds like Deshaun basically figured it all out. Definitely. He wasn't only taller than when we met, but he was really so much more confident. So a theme that is always coming up in Rivet episodes is the idea of growth. And I'm curious to hear more about what happened to Donovan McIntosh. He's the guy who you spoke to last year who went through a really cool IT certificate program through the local Goodwill. And if I remember right, he was really determined to finish his certificate program. And it wasn't easy. At first, at first, I thought, like, okay, I was just going to come in here and, like, freshen up on the little things that I didn't know. But then it's like, there's a whole world you don't know. Two two months out your life, you know. Two months worth of paychecks out your life, you know. But the end goal is worth it. So when you do get back to the job field, you could demand your respect. It was a trying process for Donovan, but he got through it and he got a job. I had a chance to interview him a year later. So now what are you certified to do? What does that make you? I'm a certified IT technician. Repair computers, build computers. What sort of doors did that open up for you? Is that a trick question? A lot, (laughs) (laughs) a lot, honestly. Um, Phone calls that I never thought I would receive, I started. So where are we now? Um, Right now we're at Children's Hospital (laughs) and I'm loving my job. It doesn't feel like work. Donovan works on-site at the hospital and goes around to different departments as IT support. For the moment, this is part of a paid internship. Back at his old job, he made minimum wage. Now he's making around $17 an hour, and that number will go up when he's hired on full-time. But more than the money, it's helping people that excites Donovan. So here's a little bit more from the interview that we did. It's actually heartwarming when you see your efforts being put into work. It's different when you're fixing someone's computer, you're passing it off to a stranger, but now you're fixing a barcode scanner so a little kid can get their medication. That's a whole nother feeling. Do you think you could do this job without the training that you got? 
honestly, no. It prepared you for the basic understanding of technology and of computers. Because if I didn't have the, the basic knowledge, everything else would seem so complicated when it's really not. Now Donovan's working on his next certificate. It's a Network Plus certificate that's online. So he's able to balance working on that and actually working full time. He says that with technology changing every day, you have to stay current. Yeah, that's certainly true. It's great to see that he's decided to keep on educating himself and working on his career skills. So over the course of the past two seasons working on Rivet, what are some of the biggest lessons that you took away from working on all these stories? Ooh, if I had to distill one lesson from all those stories, I think that the key is to just trust yourself and have that courage to take a step that might put you on a path that isn't seen as a conventionally good path. And that's something that's still changing. You know, I think that people are becoming more aware of some of these things like apprenticeships, two-year degrees, um, boot camps, stuff we've like talked about. But all of these different individuals kind of have this extreme courage and just deciding they're going to do it and then doing it. And that is what leads to their success. Over the course of the two seasons, I've definitely been struck by how uh, how much courage people have to embark on a new path and take a chance on themselves. It's really great. And I have another question for you. Obviously, we want a lot of young people to listen to Rivet and get ideas for what might be a good fit in their lives. If you had to pick one thing, what's the sort of biggest piece of advice you'd give a young person who's looking for that career direction? Ooh, another good one. And I would have to sort of tie it back to my last response a little bit. So I talked to Amanda Wisniewski, and that was like in the follow-up interview. She said something that really resonated with me. She said something like to the effect of, what do you have to lose if you don't try, right? And so I think that my advice would be to just kind of get out there and try. But also before doing that, do your research. So Hopefully Rivet is a good resource for people out there, but also talk to your teachers, mentors, people in the field who have jobs that you might be interested in, and really just get a sense of what the workplace might look like. Try it out if you have a chance. So really, it's all about getting that experience and just trying. And also remember that making one decision is one decision. It'll affect your life, of course, but you can make other decisions in the future. So you're never going to be married to one specific thing. You can make a change. Yeah, I think that's right. And sometimes it's just as valuable to learn the direction you don't want to go in as it is to learn the right direction for you. So trying things is always great. And hopefully through Rivet and all these stories, people have been able to vicariously live the experiences of all the people we've profiled and get a little taste of what all these jobs are like. Totally. Totally, dude. And that's a wrap for this episode, the last episode of Season 2 for Rivet. Remember, guys, you can learn more about all the programs we've covered and other resources on our website, wosu.org slash American Graduate. Yep, that's a wrap. You've been listening to Rivet, a podcast series that matches people and skills to in-demand jobs. Rivet is produced by WOSU Public Media as part of American Graduate, Getting to Work a national initiative supported by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Visit us at wosu.org slash American Graduate or email us at rivet at wosu.org. Rivet is written and produced by me, Leticia Wiggins, and edited by Michael DeBonis. Thanks for listening. Get back to to work. work.